0: And now, the Street Photography Magazine podcast with your host, Bob Patterson.
1: Welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine. And today we are talking to the featured photographer for March 2024, Gerald Marie And also goes by Mr. G's. So I don't know. Should I call you Jeez? or I call you Gerald? What do you what do you want me to call you?
0: Yeah, Jeez is fine. Jeez, Okay. I yeah, want well, to use your name.
1: Yeah, cool. <laughs> all right. So anyway, so Jeez is located in London or I didn't even ask you. Are you in London proper?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but first of all, uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're, I've been you're listening welcome. to your podcast for quite a while. All right. It feels, uh, I knew it somebody feels was out weird. Yeah, <laughs> no, keep going. Keep. going. Yeah, there's quite. I think I think you must have a lot of people, you know, abroad and all around listening to your podcast. But yeah, it feels weird to be on the other side because I've been listening to your episodes uh, for so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a real honor to be to be here. So thank yeah. you, and thank thank you for what you do because uh, you don't realize the the resource that that podcast is. It's giving you. Yeah, it did help me a lot when you know I had really? doubts and sometimes yeah sometimes you feel like i don't know you're into that thing which is street photography and uh, maybe people around you don't relate or don't really understand no, it so when you listen to people who get it it's quite you, you know you get a warmth feeling a warm feeling from it so yeah thank you
1: yeah it is you know it is it's especially street photography it's pretty lonely um lonely pursuit so it's nice to talk to somebody that can relate to what you do. That's why I do it. I do it because it
2: helps me learn. Indeed. Indeed. But but
1: anyway, you probably notice he, geez, doesn't have a a proper London accent. I mean, you don't even sound like you're from up north. That's because he's from uh, the island of Martinique in the Caribbean. (laughs) And why he lives up there in that rainy place, I don't know. Maybe he'll explain it. Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> place to work, whatever. but anyway, we yes, will. We so, will yeah. oh, all right, go into that. We'll go into
0: that. We'll... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so, so how did you yeah, wind up there, that. and how did
1: you get into photography?
0: Yes, so I'm in London right now, like you said. So I live in East London. So right now I'm in my studio, which is in Ilford in East London, and I live not not far, maybe 30 minutes with my bicycle. Uh, oh. I live between Forest Gate and Stratford, which is near the, the place where we've done the Olympic Games in 2012, if you remember, in London. So yeah, and uh, I'm from Martinique, which is a French Caribbean island. Um, so yeah, I was raised down there. I left when I was 18 to study computer science in France, in Paris. And I stayed maybe, what, four years in France, in Paris, and uh, I've done a couple of uh, student exchange programs. So I went to Scotland, one year in Edinburgh, and then I went to the US. I did, I've done one year in Baltimore and the oh, East boy. Coast.
1: That's not far for me.
0: And then, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you in Maryland?
1: No, I'm in Virginia. It's, it's the better part of yeah, the, that's uh, not the, the, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm I'm kidding, you know. Used to be back in the olden <laughs> days. I mean, uh, the people in Maryland and Virginia. I mean, they fought like you know skirmishes. You know, way back in the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah. We won't talk about. It, but they back in to, the yeah, back in the old days, they, had, they used to fight over uh, you know fishing and in, in the uh, um, in the uh, uh, Chesapeake Bay and and okay, overland okay. All, all that. You know, they were pioneers back then. So i guess i shouldn't use that term. all right but the, the pioneers are out
0: west but but we're not that far we're not talking about civil war either, no, right? no no about, no okay. that was later that was later <laughs> okay. yeah
1: i happen to live where about 75 percent of the civil war took place but
0: oh i see yeah. interesting yeah, yeah. rich rich in history okay
1: it is it is interesting history some and some of it still haunts us today but. oh yes Yes, we won't definitely. talk about U.S. politics.
0: <laughs> yeah, I told you at the beginning to, we're not gonna talk. <laughs> I know, I know. So yeah, after that yeah I went back to France, and then uh, I finished my yeah, studying computer science. And I was bored in France. I, I don't know. I was a bit disappointed about how they handle minorities. So I left uh, at the end of 2006 with one bag. And I just went to London and, uh, yeah, I've been there ever since. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. I'm married now. I've got two kids, um, oh, wow. and, and yeah, I've been working in the it industry. So I'm a freelance it engineer. I work into, you know, cloud engineering. If people know what that means, but yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's what I do to, to, to pay my bills and uh, feed my kids. And then for the last ten years, we're in 2024. So yeah, this year is going to be 20 years. But um, I'm into photography and visual arts. And uh, yeah, so far so good. <laughs> yeah, you do
1: really good work. Um, yeah, we. Oh, thank we, you. Yeah, we. She uh, did an interview with us in uh, the December 23 issue. Um, we. Uh, um, actually as a project, she, she finds great photographers on Flickr and then does interviews with them. And I, I was telling Gee's uh, before we started that his interview was one of, I think one of the best what we call internally Flickr interviews that, uh, that we've had, he just had just great oh, answers wow. to the questions and, and we really like your work, which is why we wanted to invite you to be
0: a feature photographer. Oh, wow. That's too kind, guys. Too so kind. This,
1: yeah. So, this will be coming out in March of 24. So, you know, we'll have links to it. Be sure to go back and read uh, read the previous article by him. Of course, we'll definitely have, have a link back to that in addition to the one that Ashley writes about you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Great. So, um, anyway, so you got into photography. I mean, what? What got you started
0: oh yeah okay so we we'll get we'll get into that so um yeah i started from a dark place to be honest so it took me a while to be able to uh, actually talk about it but mm-hmm. yeah so in 2011 when my mom passed away and it was it was quite sudden nobody expected it and um so obviously, I had to go home, and uh, me, my dad, and my brother, we had to take care of the logistics, right? Because yeah. we were already grown-ups. So when something like that happened, you don't really have time to mourn. You just have to deal with, you know, insurance yeah. and you know, organizing the the wake, the funeral, and all that stuff. And in the midst of all this, my dad. So I won't get into details, but the, what happened is they had to do autopsies, a couple of autopsies on my mother's body and uh, it took a bit of time maybe one week and a half before we got the body back and when we got the the, the her body it wasn't in a state to be presented to people in the in the wake before mm-hmm. the funeral so the coffin had to be to be shut and my dad told me go to your mom's house and find a picture that we will print a uh, bigger and you know uh, mm-hmm. frame and then we will put it on the coffin so that people can show their respect and when he told me that i mean i took it like a you know a logistic thing like i thought you would, it was like go to the grocery store and buy some milk i thought i would go there and you know in 15 minutes i thought i would go back but i started to delve into all the family albums and all the boxes with you know photos and stuff and and I kid you not, I stayed there six hours. Wow. Six hours looking at all the photos. I cried. I laughed. But I also realized that my dad wasn't that, you know, a, a, he wasn't a good photographer. And I, I don't say that, you know, disrespectfully. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I was yeah. looking for a picture that would capture my mom's beauty and her, uh, her personality so i wanted a picture that everybody whatever their age would look at the photo and they would say ah yes that's olga So my mom's name was olga mm-hmm. which is weird like she had a russian name i don't know if, if somebody said my grandmother was a fan of a russian dancer i don't know man but yeah my mom's name was olga and i wanted people to see the picture and say oh yeah that's that's Olga." And I'm looking at the pictures of my, you know, of the family pictures. And all I'm seeing is, you know, snaps from birthdays and holidays. And, you know, we're not dressed like for a situation like this. And I see that, you know, sometimes she's eating or she's on the phone. So I was very frustrated. I was happy to see her, but I was frustrated. I wanted a picture, that, you know, that, that was powerful and I couldn't find it. And at some point I find the black and white portrait of her. And I think it was taken in France when she was studying there. She was studying to be a nurse. And when I saw that picture, it was, yeah, something happened. It was like, I got, I don't know, struck by thunder. Like I really understood the the power of an image. Hmm. Like I realized that just that image, it was, first of all, it was perfect. Like everybody would say, yeah, that's, that's her. And also it did a lot, like it was like a key, I don't know, opening a safe in my mind, full of, you know, emotions and stuff. It was, it was a very powerful moment, but I didn't take it like, oh, today, you know, from now on, I'm going to get into photography. I just, I don't know. Some, I just realized the importance and how powerful an image can be that day. Yeah. That's how I started. So. Obviously, it was in 2011. I didn't start to take photos straight away, because, like I said, I started in 2014. So in between, after my mom passed, I had to take care of my brother for a couple of years. He came with us in London, so he was there in yeah 12 and 2013. And then, when my daughter was born in 2014, that's when I picked up a camera. Mm, A lot of people. That's how I started. Yeah. So I started from a dark place, and it did helped me with my morning process as well. And yeah, started from a dark place. And now, yeah, I've been seeking light ever since. So I consider photography to be a gift from my mom, actually. It's very important to me.
1: <laughs> wow. So I guess it unlocked something in you, huh? or, or either unlocked yeah. something you had in there, or maybe just inspired maybe. you to you just don't know. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, I've always been creative. Like I used to, when I was at school, I hated school when I was in primary and secondary school. And the only subject that I liked was sports and um, drawing, like, uh, you know, the drawing class. So maybe there was something here. And also, yeah, like I told you before, uh, photography, I was running a, a podcast. And I was mixing Caribbean music. So I always had a creative things on the on the side. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe she unlocked something. Not sure.
1: Yeah, you just never know where something's gonna lead you, good or bad. You just don't know what kind of path it's gonna take you down.
0: Yeah, and that is true. Yeah. That so- is true. And it's good to to be able to to do something positive from yeah, from a situation that, you know, that is painful. So, yeah. It, it, well, lot of people say that it's therapeutic as well. So I guess that would be the case for me.
1: Well, let's talk about,
2: you just you just published a book not too long ago. Um,
1: your your uh, London book. Um, and what was it? capture, capture London streets
0: yeah so yeah, yeah i launched yeah. it last year or in, in June. that
1: la- was last year you know what um you know when i was prepping i mean i knew, I knew you had to book out and uh, i i said oh, i'm I'm gonna buy one so i, I, I was great to buy one i go wait a minute
0: it's sold out i mean that's good news oh, yeah. for you <laughs> are you gonna do it are you gonna yeah. do another printing I'm gonna do it, but yeah, because it's self-published. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm taking care of all the upfront costs, and I'm working already on the volume two. So I don't know if I'm. I think I'm gonna yeah give the priority to the volume two, and then maybe later down the line when I'm done with the series, yeah, maybe I'll reprint some of them. But yeah, uh, yeah it was uh, it was quite challenging to to do it. <laughs> to be fair.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. We're just um I mean as we record this we're just ready to announce uh we're doing a book project and by oh, the time people nice. hear this uh, we should have submissions closed down and get into the get into the uh, creation process process but even just planning is very difficult you 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 pulled off something that's very hard to do um it's tough
0: man it's so tough yeah, hey, but I I want to I want to hear about that project that you have as well. <laughs> oh, sure,
1: sure. Yeah, we're doing uh I I mean this is about you. This isn't about us, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you real quick. We're doing um we're we're accepting submissions um as of the recording date, I don't know if we'll still be accepting um we're closing it down, we're uh, the deadline for submissions is February 15th, and this will be coming out just a couple weeks after that. But who knows? Uh, if we don't get enough, we may keep it open for a while. And it's about uh, your people's favorite places to shoot street photography. And we're asking people to submit up to two photos taken in the location that they really like to shoot and they go back to on a regular basis. And, and uh, and we, as for an example, we used Fan Ho, who used shot many, many times in the um, Hong Kong Central Market, particularly on this yeah. one stairway at about 4 p.m. in the afternoon, you know, depending on the time of year when the the afternoon light is streaming down these steps. And he took many, many yeah. photos, many fav, uh, famous photos. And if that's good enough for him, that's good enough for the rest of us. And many people do that. So we're asking people if they're interested in seeing their work in print to submit up to two photos That's taken nice. in their, in their favorite location. How and I, and, and <laughs> I, since I'm talking to you, I'm offering you <laughs> a, an invitation to, to submit. Oh, yeah, we've already, already seen a lot weird. of your work.
2: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and we probably will talk about that, you know, before we go. I'd like to take a quick break to thank the Street Photography Magazine subscribers for your support. We couldn't do this without you. You may have noticed that we don't sell advertising or sponsorships in the podcast or inside Street Photography Magazine itself, and that's because we want to be completely objective about the work we publish and the services and gear that we cover. Our only constituent is you, our listeners and readers. So if you like what we're doing, you can support the show by subscribing to Street Photography Magazine. It's only $5 per month, and you can do it by visiting streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe. And now back to the show. Anyhow, um, about your book, so the the article that that, um, we published in December, is called Everyday Child, your Everyday Child project, and isn't that what you used in the first installment of
0: book. of your book? Yeah, the everyday. Yeah, child so project. it's uh, it's inner child, inner child, inner child. I'm that's sorry. The, no, it's fine. It's the so it's the so the title of the book is London Street Chronicles, Volume One, and then the subtitle is in a in a in a child playground. So that's the Volume One of a of a series. And yeah, in a child playground, because I felt like, so when I started the book, I had no idea in which direction I would go with it because I used to just go in the street and shoot, you know, freestyling Mm -hmm. Basically I didn't, I, I'm not one of those guys who know what they want to shoot at. I just go in the street, explore. And then when something picked my interest, Mm -hmm. you know, or my attention, I just go for it. So. Uh, so basically I've been shooting for a few years and, um, uh, and then there was also a couple of years when I was an, an assistant, um, photographer, but I don't know if we're going to talk about that. Yeah. For, for a couple of years, I was mm-hmm. an, the assistant of a photographer for a charity called crisis, who mm-hmm. is, um, trying to get rid of homelessness. And when I was working for those guys, I was volunteering with them once a week. And we were doing uh, that photography class where we were teaching the basics of photography. Mm -hmm. So, in a class, we would teach, you know, about exposure and, you know, shutter speed, aperture, and all that. And then we would go in the street and we would shoot for like one hour. And then we would go back to the lab and we would edit the photo. And then, if there's some, you know, keepers, we would print them. So, I would do that every week for two years. So, I would consider this to be my foundation in terms of, my, uh, routine, you know, in terms of photography practice and, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the foundation that I use to shoot a lot and, you know, grow and build a body of work. And at some point when I saw the, you know, the amount of images that I had, I felt like maybe it's time to, you know, try to organize this and do something with it and, uh, It was hard. It was hard. I can't lie. So before the final version of of the book, I tried six times by myself, Mm -hmm. six times, six attempts to do the book and I was not happy with it. So I gave up in 2021. I think during the the COVID um, pandemic, Mm -hmm. I've done like a virtual exhibition and I had some good feedback from friends and stuff like that. And after the exhibition, I was like, okay, let me try to do a book. I thought, I was so naive. I thought it would take two or three months. Uh (laughs) And then, well, it was in 2020. So in 2021, one year later, I tried six times, trying to learn InDesign and all that stuff. Uh Trying to learn about selecting and sequencing. And after six attempts, I was not happy with it. And I felt lost. So I just gave up. I said, 2021, let me go back in the street and shoot more. So 2022, I've been shooting a lot, like every week. Um, I even took time off uh, yeah, I shot a lot, a lot in 2022. I even started like a YouTube channel to, to, you know, publish some point of view videos and stuff like that. I shot a lot in 2022 and at the end of 2022, I was like, okay, now let's go back to it. But this time I'm not going to do it myself. I'm going to look for help. So I found a designer. Uh, who could help me with the design of the book? And I found an editor. I found a, a lady in uh, in Australia online in a blog post. <laughs> she was talking about editing a photo book. So I just sent her an email, say, "Hey, I'm trying to do a photo book. Would you help me?" And she said yes. And so she helped me. And then yeah, the designer is a Jamaican guy, 90, actually. He's okay. a very good guy. Yeah, very good guy. He's been designing like. You know, album covers for like, you know, music bands and stuff like that. And it, it did help me. And uh, yeah, the lady who helped the editor, she was uh, Marise. So, Marise Phillips, she did help me. So, both of those helped me with the book. And uh, it was a lot easier this time. Uh, I could focus on the photos and, yeah. you know, the design. We would just discuss it. Uh, for the words, if I wasn't sure, I could, you know, bounce ideas with with Maris. So it was, uh, yeah, I understand that when you do something like that, maybe having a team or having people who can help you, uh, makes a huge difference. And, uh, and it wasn't free. Like I did, I had to pay them. Right. It's sure. uh, the, the same way when I do photography or it work, I want to be paid for my work. I wanted to pay them, you know, they, they deserve to be paid for the work they, they've done for me. So, you know, that, was uh but it wasn't a, a walk in the park even even with the help it's uh it's a long process to go through all the images find a narrative like like i said when i go out there in the street there was no narrative i was just shooting so looking at the pictures you know at all of them you start to see patterns emerging mm-hmm. and that's when i saw but I had lots of funny pictures with like just juxtapositions between mm-hmm. you know the foreground and the background, and like I discovered that after after the facts, like I, when I was in the oh, street, oh, I was yeah. into oh I need, yep. you know, <laughs> I do know, that's it. And so I started to see the patterns. I was like, oh, maybe there's something here, and then I was like, it does feel like I'm having lots of fun when I'm you know shooting in the street, so for the first volume, maybe let's focus on that aspect of things like the, you know, playing around, maybe connect yourself to your inner child and, and, and that's, yeah, it took months to to come, you know, come up with a concept like this. Um, It didn't, it wasn't like, you know, yep. it took time. Well, I, and uh, yeah, it, it was very
1: apropos, I guess, is that the right word? You tell me you speak French. <laughs> The the, the inner child uh, concept or whatever. Uh, You know, you did say um, that, you know, you, um, uh, in the interview that that, that Ashley did with you, that um, you wanted to um, capture London basically with the uninhibited eyes of a child. And yes. I, I want to know, how did you accomplish that? How were you able to put your, send your mind back in time to, you know, to, to the days when you were a child and uninhibited? I mean, how do you actually do that?
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't of course know. Having
1: you a child, I, pro- I, a young child probably certainly helps. Although she, what, she's now 10 yeah. years old, but. She wasn't back Yeah, then. she's
0: 10. And I've got a boy yeah. as well. Yeah, the girl is 10, the boy is seven. But I don't actually know how I do it because I didn't even realize I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was after the fact. But I don't have a recipe for this. But what I can say is that there's something that when I'm when I'm exploring and I'm taking photos and I'm going out there, there's a feeling that I'm experiencing, that I experienced when I was a kid. So you remember when I said, when I was a kid, I didn't like school. Mm-hmm. But I started to enjoy school in, in high school. When I was 15, 16, I, I discovered that if you're good at science, mm-hmm. you can just, yeah, it just works. So <laughs> I wasn't good at essays, but like science, there's no, like if, you, if the, the result is correct, the teacher cannot do anything. He's gonna have to give you your points. But in essays, you can have, you can write one essay and then if you give it to five different teachers, you're going to have five different grades. So, yeah, basically in high school, I, yeah, I, I started to enjoy science. But in, secondary and prim- in primary and secondary school, I really didn't like school. And I remember in secondary school, I used to cut school, right? Yeah, I used to just, <laughs> I remember, I would just go away with my mate and we would just explore the neighborhoods around the school. And I loved that. I really like to go explore because when you're a kid, you usually go where your parents go, you know, maybe around sure. your house, you hang out, but like, you don't go in and you know, in a neighborhood where you've never been before and, you know, go play football at, you know, at your maid's house and maid's house and then like go to the river. And I don't know, it's, you know, the Caribbean childhood, it's something else. It was back in those days, in the nineties, it was, it was, it was amazing. So Yeah, that feeling of just, you know, going out from the school, like, you know, go over the fence or whatnot, and then visit places and go in nature and visit different neighborhoods, Uh, that feeling I still experience it when, when I go to a new place, or even like a new area, you know, an area that I'm not familiar with in London. That feeling is very strong and I still feel it. Like the, the little kid, the little Caribbean boy who was exploring is, uh, yeah, that that is still with me. And I've always enjoyed doing that. Like I remember when I had my bike, my first, well, I had a bike maybe when I was 14 or something. My, my dad bought me a bike and I remember I went to explore. I went further than the house, obviously, and I was exploring like the sugarcane field. And I even tried to map it, you know. Back mm-hmm. in those days, there was no Google Map and all that. stuff. So yeah. I tried to map, you know, the dirt roads and stuff like that. Like, yeah, exploring has always been with me. Like even when I was studying, like not everybody was doing the student exchange programs, but as soon as I saw the opportunity, I jumped on it. I've always enjoyed enjoyed exploring. So, I guess yeah, that thing stayed with me.
1: <laughs> so it sounds like you see yourself, just living the life of not a Londoner but a Martinican who just happens to be living in this giant really cool city that you probably couldn't explore the whole thing you know the rest of your life if you did it every day
0: yeah exactly there's so many different I was frustrated at first you know like Mm -hmm. I didn't choose like London wasn't my first choice to Mm -hmm. take photos Because my first pro- serious project, well, the, the the one that I consider that, it, that was serious was the one I've done when I went to Haiti. So it was in 2016. So I was two years in. Two years in. The first two years of, of you know doing photography was a lot about experiencing different style, like and also understanding how the camera work and the technicalities. But I didn't have a specific genre of photography that I was like, mm-hmm. you know, specialized in. And I remember being very, um I was very interested by the documentary photography. So I remember back in those days, I was looking at uh, Sebastiao Salgado's work, uh-huh. or W. Eugene Eugene Smith, for example, mm-hmm. that is my all time favorite. Mine too. Um, oh, I said, hi! I, I like See, that. I yeah. like
1: that. I like that, Bob. I like that. Well, you know, I <laughs> you know, I, I I make notes of things. I you know, I want to chat about, and that that's on my list. So you took it away from me. But go ahead, keep talking.
0: Oh, wait, wow, well, let me tell you. Wow. Okay,
1: what's what's your favorite work of of uh, Eugene Smiths?
0: I think my my favorite work is the the photo essays that is done for the Time magazine. Mm-hmm. I can tell you of two. My favorite one is the nurse midwife. That's my oh. that's that's so touching. That work is so touching. Like what he said about her as well. Like I love I love the pictures. You know, she's in the countryside. Mm-hmm. She's taking care of you know those people and you know helping to to get the babies out and all that. But the words like he said that she was the greatest human being that he's met in his life mm. because of her humility and. The way she's just, you know, giving herself to the community. And that touched me. That touched me profoundly, like deeply. Uh, I really enjoyed also the, is it the country country doctor? Yeah, the country doctor, yeah. You know, the country doctor. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I love I love, I love, what he's done. Like, I love what he's done in Pittsburgh. He's done some work in IT as well, actually. Like, he's got a picture in um uh, He's in the office of the, you know, that guy Duvalier, you know, like a dictator oh. in Haiti back back in those days, Papa yeah. Doc. I don't know if that rings a bell. And he's oh, in, he's yeah. in I remember. his office. Papa yeah, Doc, he's in his yeah. office. Papa yeah. Doc, yeah. He's in his office and he's got a picture at, of Papa Doc in his office. He's sitting at his desk. And on that desk, you got two guns next to a Bible. I love that picture. <laughs> it's just like two guns next to a Bible and like, one well, of the gun is quite fancy. It's like, you know, silver with like ivory and stuff. It's, I love that picture. No, I love his work, man. Like and, I've done, and then when I realized that he's done some, I think at the end of his life, he went to New York
3: mm-hmm.
0: and he's done some, uh, he was taking photos of like jazz men in, in yeah, uh, some the kind Jazz of Loft.
1: Have you seen the Jazz yeah. Loft movie?
0: There's a yeah, documentary. Yeah. I did. yeah. I yeah. did. And it's like the dedication, like taking pictures when those guys were doing the music, but then spending hours and hours to do the prints. And I oh, don't man. know. And then when you watch the movie, they tell you the, the, the backstage stories, like you mm-hmm. could not pay the rent. So I just, yeah, it's impressive, man. Yeah, it's my yeah, yeah. all-time favorite.
1: <laughs> I guess that building's still there. Next time I go to New York, I want to go buy it. Oh, least the building is cover. still there. That's what I hear. Yeah. I think okay. It was on sitcom. Like a Mecca. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: It could, be yeah. Like, it could be like I, a Mecca. <laughs> have you seen? Um, he did. Um, I don't know if it was a Life magazine assignment. Uh, Might have been at. No, it must have been. He photographed Charlie Chaplin. Uh, he he was back. He went back to London. He couldn't come back to the U.S. Uh, I don't know. I think they were calling him a communist or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. back then. But he he was in a movie called limelight it was a talkie mm-hmm. you know and um, but this was in the this is early 60s i think um and he photographed chaplin like on the set and one of the one of the photos that stand out the most is Chaplin's dressed up like a clown uh which is you know costume makeup for for the movie and he shoots them from down low, and you always, you, you know, you talk about like you shoot at odd angles. He's down low, off to the subject's left, into the mirror. And in the old days, they had those light bulbs all the way around the mirror. Have yeah. you ever seen that? Yeah. But he, I yeah, could yeah, tell yeah. he was smart enough. He un, he unscrewed the light bulbs on the left hand side so he wouldn't get a glare into his lens. And he's got this <laughs> oh, photo wow. of Chaplin making this face in the mirror. <laughs> And it was like, I, I, that's new to me. I hadn't seen that before. And it I've just never seen that one.
0: I'll, um, okay, we'll check it out. I've never yeah, seen Yeah, definitely it. check Have it seen.
1: out. The movie's called Limelight. And then I, excuse me, I found the movie on Netflix or something, and I haven't watched all okay. of it yet, but I just, I love his work. And then Pittsburgh, the work he did in Pittsburgh, oh, yeah. which basically destroyed oh, yeah. his career. I grew up near there and so a lot of the scenes brings back images from my childhood because i was i was young oh, at wow. the time he took it we had yeah. a steel mill near our house and, and uh so it was really brought things home but yeah i'm yeah. sorry I like we're the getting off topic of, but yeah, i just i get excited yeah. about his work he was, he was phenomenal
0: yeah you know i would put the so to to to, to to pick my number one i was hesitating between w eugene smith and gordon parks but i think gordon parks it's not fair because <laughs> w eugene smith was just a photographer but gordon parks was like a polymath the guy was a photographer mm-hmm. he was a writer he was composing music he was making movies it's i think he's you know he deserves to be on his own like league or something <laughs> so yeah but yeah my my i would say yeah my my favorite one is uh w eugene smith cool but it would be hard to uh, to to have a ranking you know because i love so many of them
1: yeah it's you know it's funny how many of the greats and probably any walk of life had really tough lives i mean just look what happened to to smith when uh when he did the minamata project and was beaten yeah. Oh yeah, almost to death. True, true. And uh, you know, lived a really tough life when he was in the jazz loft. I mean, you know.
0: Oh yeah, his, yeah. his, his life yeah, wasn't. Yeah. And he did. Though. He did quit. Yeah, it did. He did quit his family to do that thing. You know. Yeah, yeah the jazz loft and thing. that too. So, uh,
1: yeah, know, I don't know. A of I, I couldn't give that up. you know, for the yeah, sake of taking
0: too. photos. But... Yeah. Me
1: well, too. um. I got another question about the inner child thing. Um, I don't know if you can answer this or not. You think about that body of work. And if you could describe it with one adjective,
2: what would it be? That's something probably takes a lot of thought. That's tough.
0: But <laughs> I would say, uh, I mean, without you know thinking about it too much, I would say liberating. Liberate. That would be the word. Yeah, because it's kind of a way for me to find. I don't know. Freedom is a big word, but uh, you know, I think I mentioned it. Maybe not in the book, but in the we've done a, a video as well, a little documentary uh, alongside the book, and I did say that. um, you know, what I call the inner child playground is like also a secret garden. Oh, okay. And, and so when you, you know, you got your, as a man, you got your responsibilities, right? You work, you got your family, your kids, you, you know, you got some responsibilities that are sometimes putting pressure on you. And when, when I go out in the street and I take photos, all that stuff, it's like, I said, it's, it's still there, but. It's on the it's you know it's on the side for a little while, and I can focus on just what's in front of me, and it's quite liberating. It's quite it's a very good uh, feeling to be able to you know let go of a lot of things that might you know be in your mind all the time. To just yeah, maybe it's a equivalent to a therapy for me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I would say liberating. Yeah,
1: liberating. I can see that, especially after what you said. A- brought you back to your childhood when you would skip school and go out and explore. And that that obviously was liberating.
0: Yes. (laughs) But you know, I did pay the price of that, right? Because back, (laughs) what happened? My dad Uh So my dad in the same town where where obviously I was going to school, my dad had a pharmacy like a Mm drugstore. Mm-hmm. And everybody in town knew him because we were buying the, the, the medicine uh. down there. So <laughs> when uh, people were, so when the cars, so sometimes we would walk alongside the roads and when the cars would pass by, some people would recognize me. Sure. And they would tell my dad, like, I feel like, you know, I'm pretty sure I saw Gerald today, like, on, you know, on that road. And my dad would be like, nah, no, you're kidding, man. He's in school. He's at school. Yeah, it's not him. And, you know, we got, we had a uniform, like the top was white and we had like blue pants and whatever. And uh, he was like, no, you must have made a mistake. But then when, you know, five people, 10 people tell you that, he <laughs> started to call the school. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I got, yeah, I got a lot of beatings. I <laughs> a lot of beatings. Oh, but I wouldn't stop. <laughs> I wouldn't stop. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was worth it. It was worth it. Look, I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm still that's doing right. it.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you're living. And, and if you hadn't had that experience, you wouldn't have that to draw on now. You just it. you would, What you'd have instead is the drudgery of sitting in class all day doing something you don't like. I I talked to a lot of photographers who were not very good. You know, not that they weren't good students, but they didn't like school.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't interested, and then yeah, like I said, I fell a bit in love with science later in high school. So that I guess that saved me. But yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, I guess we all have different um, sensitivities and different you know personalities. So how could one system you know fit all? Well, it's a you bit. You can't. I guess some of yes. us wouldn't yeah. Especially when you're visual. Like we were visual artists, right? Mm-hmm. Photographers. So sure. we we I mean today it's a lot easier because there's a lot of videos and stuff, but back then it was all about books. Yeah. And there was no audio books either.
2: <laughs> books
0: <are laughs> so now yeah. you Yeah, today when I look at you know how my kids are are learning, there's so many visual tools that they have now, like mm-hmm i don't know videos little videos to explain things and even i'm looking into that thing called data visualization like you can just understand a concept with a visual you know like a diagram and mm-hmm. it's a good summary it's a great way to 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 digest knowledge so maybe your visuals maybe that's why you know sometimes school is it's not that appealing
1: uh yeah you're right the I think it is easier to learn as a visual person today than it than it used to be for us. Yeah, I agree and, with that. Hey, maybe you can help me with something here. I, you know, you were talking mm-hmm. about you had it was a challenge putting this book together. You tried many times, and oh, then yes. you started seeing the connections. And um, you know, personally, I'm struggling with. I'm I'm getting ready to do a, a very short personal book really more of a zine um mm-hmm. with a project that i'm working on photographing jazz musicians actually which was inspired by wg smith by the way anyway oh, nice love, nice and so i think i have enough work to do this this scene and it's time to make selections and then oh, sequence my. them and so you went through that mm-hmm. sound like it was a pretty painful process Do you have any tools or techniques that you use to make that happen? I know you worked with an editor too, which I'm sure was very helpful, but anything you use. So,
0: yeah, so I would say, so I don't know. I I didn't have, like you said, I didn't have a recipe when I started. So I remember doing one thing. So it depends on the amount of images, but. I I first so when I when I go out and and I shoot, when I edit my photos, I do you know rank them like in Lightroom. I put the stars and mm-hmm. also export them. So I've got like directories with the one that I think are maybe the strongest. So I already have like a pre-selection, mm-hmm. but that's still a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So I start. I start. I start from that. So I still look at the others in case I miss something, but the the bulk of it is the one that I, you know, considered a bit stronger than the others. So I start from that. And then what I've done the last time was I gathered some of my friends. So who are not even into photography because I wanted to get the point of view of people who are not into photography to see mm-hmm. what they like. And what I've done is. I got a bunch of the images just because I wasn't sure about some of them. Um, maybe, I don't know, 50, maybe 100, maybe more, maybe 200. I don't remember how many, but it was, you know, a bunch. And what I've done is i had done a, a pile with the, with the images, and then I had three boxes. So one box was called Yes. Uh, the one in the middle was Meh. <laughs> and the one <laughs> on the yeah. left was Hell No. So I think it was Hellier, yeah, <laughs> yeah, meh, and Hell no. So it was three boxes like this, and then I would ask all my friends to look at the images and then put a, you know, put the the print in one of the box. And then at the end, I would get the the print that are in the Hellier yeah, Hellier yeah box, and I would put a dot with the you know the initial or the mm-hmm. name of the the friend. And then I would do that many times, and at the end, I would look at be, be sat behind the, the prints, and I would see which one has the most, you know, votes and stuff like that. So that was a way for me to understand what people that are not into photography like, what they're looking for, what is mm-hmm. resonating with them. Mm-hmm. So that was one way I've done it. That's good. And then the other way was more classic. It's Like, yeah, you get a bunch of images, print them small put them on a board or on the floor and shuffle them, shuffle them as many times as you can, because you're going to see stuff later. If you've done it 10 times, it's not enough, Like, Yeah, you know, in one month, you're going to see something that you didn't see. You can, it's, it's, it takes a long time. The sequencing is uh, it's a tough cookie. I'm doing it for the second book now and it's tough. It's not getting easier. Did you, what'd you do,
1: just send them out to have like four by six prints made, just small, small prints? Or did you, at
0: the beginning and then now, now I print them myself. Yes. So I buy, yeah, yeah, I buy A5 sheets. I don't know in the, A5, A5. I don't know what A5 is. Yeah. Um,
1: a yeah, four, exactly. I know what that is. That's but, but. oh, if you know A
0: four, it's half of A five. Okay, all right.
1: So, A4, so, I like yes,
0: my so A4, A5, A five A5 is half of A five is half of A four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we still and on the A five yeah. and on the A five, I print two and then I cut it in half. Oh, okay. So it would be effectively a A six. So it would be a, so the image is a fourth of a A four. A4.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah?
0: So I print them like small
2: cards that's a, and then that's a lot of and ink. Then,
1: yeah <laughs> that's
0: a lot of yes ink <laughs> yeah that's true i was that's thinking of just sending them and out because... for
1: four by four by six which are well you can't tell what that is but
0: <laughs> yeah i've done it like that the first time but now yeah. yeah i just print at home for like my archive and stuff so yeah, I, I, just, I always like to see the the picture on paper, to just to make sure.
1: Yeah, you can't do it. I just, uh, I, I, I shot a jazz concert the other night and promised to send some of my favorites to the uh, to some of the performers, and I was trying to narrow it down. I was doing it on the screen, and that it, it just doesn't.
0: No, oh, it, no it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. It's too too hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you, yeah, you definitely need to print and all them in your hand. And oh, another thing is when you do the sequencing, you have to, so when you do an exhibition or when you, you, you know, you post a picture on Instagram or something, you just think about that image. But when you do a book, you get the, the concept of the yeah. spread. Yeah. Basically when the, the reader is opening the book, sometimes you have two pictures next mm-hmm. to each other. And that is so important in the, in the sequencing because yeah, well, sometimes together. you want yeah. them to, yeah, you want them to relate or to be opposite. You want to play with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's something I learned when I was doing that. So that added another layer on the sequencing. It wasn't, it wasn't just the flow, you know, about, you know, all the pages. It was also when you have a spread with two images, how do they relate? Do they go together? You know? That yeah, that took. Uh, but it, I enjoyed it at the end.
3: Sure. <laughs> I think in the book, yeah. I think
0: some of them they, they go well together. Like some of them.
1: So, is there something you would have done differently now that it's been printed and distributed?
0: Yes, yes, there <laughs> would be. So the sequencing and the images, I'm happy with them. I wouldn't change that. Um, there's one thing I would change. It's um, the way it was printed, the technology that was used. Mm-hmm. So I print, I printed them digitally. So mm-hmm. the printer that printed the, the pages of the book, it was a digital printer. Yeah. And people don't see it, but I see it. I see a little, you know, sometimes a little yellow cast or a green oh. cast. Oh, really? It's very light. It's very light. People don't see it, but I see it and I, yeah. and I, was, I was bothered by it. So for the next one, I will definitely go for Lito, you know, Lito, Lito or Lito, Lithography. Oh, the lithograph. Technology. Yeah. 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 Lithograph. So basically they use the plates to do mm-hmm. you know, the pages. And there Incredible. you get your yeah, you get proper black and white. So um yeah, that would be the one slight thing I would change. So, maybe the second batch when I print you know the first one would be lithograph and and the next one definitely um, yeah, trying to do lithograph as well.
1: did you sell everything directly, or did
0: did you send a batch to Amazon most? Or? No, I didn't have enough. it wasn't much. It was one hundred copies. Oh, well, okay. they gave me more. they gave me. So I've been lucky the printer sent me like 130 or something. Oh, nice. Sometimes. I don't know how it works, but it's like when the the run goes over, they, Mm -hmm. they do more. I don't know why, but yeah. Um, so mostly, yeah, I sold them at the, so I sold a lot at the book lounge and then I went to a book fair during summer and I've must have been to a couple of events. So selling direct is the best for the margin. Sure. And then there was a, there was a book store in uh, Shoreditch in Brick Lane, the Brick Lane Bookstore. Mm-hmm. They they bought some and and they sold all of them. And then online also there was like a place called Photobook Cafe. So there was a place called Photobook Cafe in London in East London. Mm. They have uh, so it's like a coffee place, but they have like a gallery uh, in the basement, and they got like lots of photo books when you you can get your coffee but you're surrounded by photo books so wow. they have like uh they have like a marketplace where we can sell your book as well online so they did help as well mm. um so yeah because the number wasn't big I, I thought about amazon i started to look into it but i was yeah i felt like because you need to send them a, a you know an amount of books that they put in their warehouses and I don't know, it was my first test as selling a book, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't even sure I could sell 100 books, you know, I wasn't sure there would be a demand. And I didn't know if people would enjoy the work. I, I, it was a test for me.
1: Sure. You got to try it.
0: Yeah, that's it. So the next one. Yeah, let's
2: see how it goes. <laughs> I guess a
1: completely different topic. Let me ask you about it. Well, first of all, you I haven't seen any color work of yours, but that, that means nothing. <laughs> uh, but uh, I know I you do a good bit of post-processing. And I just wondered, um, since Lightroom, you know, what, six months ago or so has come out with their, their new AI masking and things, has that changed? how you process and or change how you shoot knowing what you can do on the back end now
0: um no so i didn't use any ai features of lightroom or photoshop yet um, except maybe the sky detection yeah sky yeah, sky's, yeah, yeah maybe that's, that's been that's in the there only for one a while, yeah yeah, but that's been there for a while. So yeah. that's maybe the but like the the brand new stuff, like generating stuff or you know increasing the. No, I didn't use. So for yeah. my street photography, my process didn't yeah. really change. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. mostly black and white. Uh, I shoot digitally, but sometimes. So I shoot digitally, and then so I, I shoot with a digital camera, mm-hmm. and then um, I always print uh, with my digital printer for my personal archive. But if I have an exhibition since last year, I tried to, I do, I print with an analog process called platinum palladium.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask you about started,
0: that. Yeah. I started to learn that stuff in 2021 and, uh, it's a, uh, it's a very difficult process. <laughs> it it's looks like a, it's, it sounds like poison. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Oh It's tough. It's tough. Like there's so many parameters to, to be able to get the right exposure and the right tonality. It's tough. I'm still learning. Like, yeah, it's tough. Like you have to be careful like, the, in, the, in your dark room. You have to be careful with the, be careful with the humidity. Uh, the, obviously the paper, the, the way you're coating the pepper with the chemicals, mm-hmm. um, there's so many parameters, like the temperature, the humidity. Yeah, it's it's not a forgiving uh, process. I, I, I do also cyanotypes for the mixed media stuff, where mm-hmm. I mix photography with like data visuals and stuff like that. And cyanotype is a lot more forgiving. Yeah, I um, I don't know if you know so... if Paul
1: Reed. You know, Paul? Yes, yes. Yeah, did you? Oh,
0: but we're so. So, the guy who's doing the print for him, it's my uh-huh. guy. It's uh, Roberto. Okay. Yeah, Roberto. So, okay. that's the guy who taught me how to do it. So, you have to, I went to the north of England in Durham to learn to do okay. that stuff with Roberto. Yeah, shoot out to Roberto is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw how you were doing platinum palladium and I wondered if you, that you got that from them. I, you know, it, it looks, it looks amazing um i know paul one of his very favorite photos one of my favorite photos of his the baron in the barn and that's the one he demonstrates yeah. with and yeah um and the only the only time i've seen it is on video so i've never actually seen an actual oh
0: friend. i see yeah it's it's magical it's magical like when you you know when you pull the development and you, when you put a developer and you see the image appearing, it's just yeah, it never stops, I and mean, it's it's amazing. And also, because you know what you've been through to get there, yeah because <laughs> seriously, it's it's tough. Like the calibration, there's something called the calibration. You need to calibrate um, your setup, your dark room so that you get the perfect uh, digital negative. Because your negative need to be the size of the image, right? Yeah, so you need to print the negative on acetate paper. Mm-hmm. But to get the right tonality, it's not just you know get your image, put it in Photoshop, and then you know reverse. Sure. No, you have to apply a curve, and that curve is based on some calculation that you got from doing lots of printing tests in your darkroom. And that's encapsulating all your parameters, like the temperature, the, the humidity, and all that stuff. So that curve is key.
1: Oh my god! And if
0: one parameter changes, like I don't know, when the season are changing, sometimes you need to do the the, the calibration again. So it's it's yeah, it's a tough cookie to crack. I'm I'm still learning.
1: <laughs> so do you have several prints that are finished that you really yeah. like? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few, a few that I like, but yeah. Every time to get there, I, I need to print maybe I don't know seven, eight, if not ten, twelve wow. times to be happy. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. The chemicals are expensive as well, so you have to be super careful. So yeah, that's why I do. Uh, Roberto was recommending to do to practice with cyanotype because it's cheaper oh. and it's forgiving, <laughs> so you can you know you can test and then. Because it's the same principle. You need to to print a digital negative. You need a curve. So doing it with cyanotype, you get used to the calibration process and mm-hmm. you know the development and like the UV exposure and all that. And then when you feel a bit, you know, when you feel comfortable, then you can step up and do the the platinum. Yeah.
1: Can you use the, like the, the same platinum. negative that you use on the cyanotype for platinum, or is, is... oh no? No, completely no.
0: different okay, okay. <laughs> yeah 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 the of is different so <laughs> wow but it's okay because it's not i don't use it's not the same project like so street photography or documentary photography would be black and white mm-hmm. and that would be platinum palladium but my cyanotype my blueprint that would be only me experimenting with you know like mixed media and things like that i like to split it
1: <laughs> yeah, man. You're a busy guy.
0: I'm not I don't know. I just I don't know. I'm into it. That's all I, yeah. I say. I'm into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you gotta gotta follow your passion.
0: That's it. Man, man. So what you have to tell me about that project that you're doing with the jazz band you know. I know we, we need to talk about me, but you mentioned it twice, and I want to know. hmm and like you said, it's inspired by, uh, by Eugene Smith. So, where do you go? Like, is it in your area, or mm-hmm. do you travel for that as well? Or not no, yet?
1: I live in a fairly small town, um, but it's a university town, and it's it's over the last not too, you know, maybe ten, fifteen years. It's attracted a lot. It, it's a very artistic place here and it's attracted a lot of uh, musicians um are you familiar with dave matthews dave matthews band he he lives here he's from okay. south africa originally He became very famous in like the 90s and he went to college here and stayed um and he his band they travel from here and play all over the world and i think because of his presence here, it's attracted a lot of musicians, and we have a lot of jazz musicians. Uh, now we, ha- we have a guy who's the director of the uh, university jazz band. We have the University of Virginia here, and they—he's okay. a fabulous musician. His name's John Dirth, and he's trained many fabulous uh, musicians, you know, during his career here. So we just—we have a really rich jazz community. I mean, the city is only That's like forty-five thousand people, but our county area okay. is about one hundred and fifty. So we have like it's like two hundred thousand people. It's not very big compared to a place like London. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's people playing all the time, all over the place. So all these different venues, big and small, and we have a oh, wow. kind of a vibrant community of of fans. So we have a jazz society that brings people in from around the country, really around the world and um i started doing this project i, I was introduced I, I happened to meet up with a music a pianist um at a, our local senior center i'd popped in there once to get a drink of water and he was playing the piano i i, I said oh, can i take some photos And i took some photos at first he said no you know because he's used to people taking pictures with their phones and, he, and um and, I, and he goes, okay, take a couple. And I showed him to him. He goes, oh, those are really good. Oh, you know, you know what his, you're doing. Huh? Yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, you know what you're doing. So we got to, we got to be friends. He's introduced me to all these people, and then the jazz the oh, society oh, asked so me. So now, to now be, you
0: get the connect. You get I, the yeah, connect now.
1: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so you know, I get to go and I can wander around the stage. You know, when they're rehearsing and things. and Oh, yeah. And I've met all these, yeah, nice. and it's just been just a wonderful experience. And so, you know, I, yeah. I, obviously shoot people while they're performing, but I also look for the in-between moments when maybe they're kibbits yeah. kibitzing a little bit in the back while somebody's doing a solo. And, uh, and I, I think I have enough to do a small, you know, to do a small zine now that I nice. want to use to, to do a show. I want to, I want to exhibit the work. So I'm going to use the yeah. zine to go oh, see yeah, yeah, people yeah. with, with facilities. Say oh, that makes no, sense. Is it no. is it
0: happening all year around? Like all all year. You say yeah. all year. Oh, there's no like a festival, uh, like a big event during the yeah, year. Yeah, I haven't even done it's... a big event yet.
1: Uh, a friend of mine oh, does wow. something similar with the bluegrass. We have a lot of bluegrass because I'm in the south. And uh, Jerry S- Stevens, who we've uh, uh, featured on on the magazine last year um he's a big time bluegrass photographer all around this area and okay. he goes to big festivals and things and he's mentored me through you know shooting musicians what to look for what to avoid and all that and he's a great photographer just just amazing yeah that's um, that sounds
0: like a good project it makes yeah, sense if it's uh, happening around you and now you have access yeah it does make sense
1: yeah, I was you know, I was looking for a long term project for a while and everything I thought of I didn't feel passionate about, but this I really I like jazz anyway. And that's it. And I just it. fell into it. Okay. Okay. So, Can wait to
0: see. Can't wait yeah, to see the photos. Well, and, I'll show you. Well, it's a, my and...
1: personal website. I I've got matter of fact, I have to update it and I have too many photos in there actually, but
2: I'll give you a link. Cool. Yeah, but, check it out. Yeah, especially if you look
1: look where you live man you've got all kinds of great music opportunities oh yes oh yes oh yes <laughs> of course you yeah, probably yeah, have to compete with nice like hundreds together. of other photographers too
0: yep yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's, i thought about it but yeah that's not for me it's not practical with uh you know with a family with young yeah. kids like at least the streets i can go you know for yep. you know two three hours and come back but jazz you'd be in the evening at night and stuff it will be <laughs> yeah but i did it did cross my mind i'm not gonna lie because there's like a nice jazz scene uh, in london like young young fellas and they're good so yeah i did think about it (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it's uh yeah it's definitely been an experience but i have one there's one place that the these guys get together and jam on thursday nights and it's 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock p.m (laughs) and I'm usually falling asleep by that.
0: (laughs) So that's a dedication. Dedication, Mm -hmm. Bob. (laughs) Yeah, get up. You know, dedicated
1: photographers, they they get up early. You know, sometimes you have to stay late like everything else. Yeah, yeah. But I may go tonight. We're recording this on a Thursday.
0: I may go tonight. I don't know. Uh, That's it. That's it. Let's do it. You go tonight.
1: All right. Well, we're coming to the end of our time here, and okay. uh, but I just want to say. So, what? I want to ask you first. What do you have coming up next? I know you said you've got uh, volume two or whatever you call it in your in your your London book. Is that something that's yeah. coming out
0: soon? Or are you? Yes, yeah, so I'm working on the second volume of the London Street Chronicles. Um, I'm planning to get it out in June. Mm. So yeah, lot of work. <laughs> um obviously and on the side, it's just um yeah, I'm gonna take part in an art fair. It's called mm-hmm. the Over Art Fair. They sent me the email actually this week. Like I got I got in. So it's in March. Uh what else? There's a, a quite a few things. Um and then I'm trying to I'm working on something as well. Like I'm experimenting with um so I, I moved in a new artist studio last year in October. Hmm. And the ladies uh proposing me so the the, the management of the you know the building. You're proposing me to run a workshop. So I will uh run a, a street photography workshop with a few people, you know, a bit like what I was doing at Crisis. So yeah. run, you know, like teach them about photography take them in the street go back teach them to edit print nice and then maybe we'll do an exhibition with their own work uh, at the end so that's for june july i think and then i'm and and then yeah on the side i'm always experimenting so i started to experiment and check that sorry uh check uh ai so mm-hmm. what are people doing with AI? So I'm experimenting with AI. Uh, started, what, end of October? No, end of November, December. And yeah, so far, I don't know how I feel about it. It's uh, At yeah. first, I was disappointed because I, I, I approached it as a photographer. So when I was, you know, I'm using something called Meet Journey, and uh, you give it a prompt. So it's based mm-hmm. on you give it, you know, a prompt with text, and then... You tried to describe your composition as, yeah you know, the best you can. And at first it was so far off. It was so complicated. I was like, this, <laughs> this doesn't look like what I said.
1: <laughs> early days. You're a <laughs> and then technical you need, guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Early days. And then you need to learn how the tool works. So yeah, I'm just now trying to, yeah, trying to understand how can I get the composition I'm looking after. So. Yeah, but this is just experimenting stuff. So let's see how it goes. But yeah. i mean trying to touch. I'm, I'm, the way I'm thinking about new technology is because I know a lot of purists, they're always talking about, oh, I prefer to do black and white and I prefer to shoot film and you yeah. know, I prefer to do it the way the great did it. But the, the thing is, when the great were doing it, what they were using was the best of the best at that time. You know, no. yeah. they were using the film cameras because that was the best technology at that time. So if those guys were alive today, I'm pretty sure they would check out AI and, you know, whatever, you know, digital cameras and, and, and Instagram and, and all that stuff. So I feel like you can embrace, you know, the, the current technology. And if you, you, I don't know, if you feel like you enjoy the craft, you can also, you know, mix it like, like. The way I'm doing it, for example, like shooting digital and printing with an analog process. I think you can find a way to enjoy the technology and enjoy maybe an analog print at the end as well. So that's the way I'm I'm tackling it. (laughs) Of course. Look at the field you work in.
2: Yeah, indeed. Indeed, yeah.
1: All right. Well, why don't you tell us where everybody can see your
0: work? Yeah, so my website online, so that's giz.mq. So mq for martinique. So giz.mq. Um and yeah, you go there, you can find everything. So on the inside same old gs, same underscore ol underscore giz, g double ez. Um yeah, that's about it, I think.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, Sounds I good. mainly
0: use Instagram and uh and I post yeah stuff on my website that's it oh
1: well, wonderful i tell you it was just a pleasure speaking with you
0: yes yeah, same bob you don't even realize it feels <laughs> like uh, yeah it still feels weird to me to be on the other side so yeah thank you so much thank you so much and keep going i love what you do i listen to that podcast on a regular basis and uh, yeah you have a lot of admirers out there that you don't know about <laughs>
1: Your thoughts about the show go a long way in helping us decide on the guests and the subjects that we include in each episode. So, please take a few moments to write a review in Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use to stream your podcasts. It helps us know if we're on the right track, and it helps others to find and enjoy the show. The editor of Street Photography Magazine is Ashley Refo, and our audio engineer is Russell Boyd from WeBit Studios found at webitstudios.co.uk. I'm Bob Patterson, and this is the Street Photography Magazine podcast, a service of Street Photography Magazine.